Welcome back, I'm Open Family, to the I'm Open podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about a brand new marketing scheme for the San Diego Padres. We are going to be talking about a sibling pair that is rising quickly in our siblings' power rankings, and we're going to be discussing the Arizona State Fair. What makes it so exciting? All this and more coming up next on the I'm Open podcast. I'm Open Family. Welcome back. We are so excited to be with you guys again, and we are so excited to have a very special guest in with us in the studios today. My good friend and colleague, comedian, engineer, general bad boy of, of DC, yes. Mikey Blunchy. Welcome, welcome. Hey, it's great to be here, David. I'm a big fan, and I think I'm the biggest fan, so I'm, uh, I'm excited to get in on this. You're definitely a huge fan. We're excited to have you. I don't know if I'm going to say your biggest off the <laughs> bat, because we do have some very serious fans. Do you have people who listen every episode? And tell you about oh, it. No doubt. I, oh, I, no doubt. I mean, I've even had to take some restraining orders on a okay. couple. Of, uh, I don't know if you call that a fan or something else, but okay. it's, it's getting serious. The, the, the family is real, and we're open all around the world. Well, I just want to say I'm ready to be uh, a fan favorite. Yeah. Well, the fans have been asking, asking, when is Mikey going to come on the show? When is Mikey going to yeah. come on the show? So I'm really glad we finally worked cool. this out. Your agent was a little difficult to deal with, I yeah. have to be honest. I'm my own agent, and I'm difficult. <laughs> exactly. Your agent was a dick to me, <laughs> but once we worked out everything, the yeah. rider, the fees, it, it, it worked He's out. He's a good guy. Yeah, he, he became a good guy. I just had to, you know, give, give him what he needed. So, uh, we don't normally do this, as you know, as a listener, uh, but we're going to talk about baseball to okay. start off the bat. Yeah. Uh, I felt like there's a story It's so hot with baseball, Okay. and I... I I got a hit on it. Is the World Series still going on, by the way? Nope, it's long over. It's done. Yeah. That's too bad. Were you? Are you a baseball fan? That wasn't the story. I was just wondering. Look, I'm not a baseball fan, but um, when the World Series comes on and there's a team I'm interested in, I'll hop on the bandwagon. So were you hopping I hopped Dodgers? On, I hopped on the Dodgers yeah. bandwagon pretty hard. I yeah. watched them um, for the Milwaukee series, oh, and then yeah. I watched the World Series, too. Um, but those are long games. I put in a lot of heavy hours. Oh, that's heavy hours. You probably did about 60 to 90 hours. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like I'm an honorary fan. And the problem is 38 of those hours were just dudes scratching their junk and yeah. spitting tobacco. Well, yeah, and there's a lot of um, there's a lot of just watching a player about to do something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Not, it's, all, it's just, all foreplay. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of shots of the pitcher on the mound about to pitch and stuff. So did the Dodgers, they won it? No, they lost it. Did uh, you really not shit. know that? Are you just being, you're pulling my leg here? Well, I don't know. Whichever team won it, I'm sure they're not a respectable uh, no. squad. Yeah, I'm sorry about your uh, So you're not a Padres fan, though? Aren't you from San Diego? Uh, I was in San Diego for about three years. Okay. Um, so not enough to really get me going on San Diego sports. But I was in, uh, I was actually in L.A. from, like, the first 15 years of my life. So uh, that makes more sense. Yeah, but I was, I was pretty hard on the uh, Angels before I was into mm. the Dodgers. Because I was born in Anaheim. And the Angels won a World Series. And the Angels won a World Series when I was in like fourth grade or something. They had Angels in the Outfield movie. They had a lot of good stuff going on. 
I gotta say, if I wasn't already a Yankees fan, I probably would have become an Angels fan based on Angels in the outfield. Yeah. And you made a good choice not switching to the San Diego sports scene. Yeah. Because it's not really too hot. I do think uh, Jackie Moon played in was his team in San Diego. I don't. I don't know, man. The, <laughs> remember that movie that um, that uh, Will Ferrell made as the as the uh, junior like basketball player or, not, oh, or yeah, as that... the. His character was named Jackie Moon. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think... It was like the uh, the dumb basketball <laughs> And he had like the fro and everyone dressed up like him for Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was, was a San Diego. That was San Diego, yeah, right? Yeah. Not a very good uh, film. I have to say. I didn't see it. Yeah, you saved yourself some time. Okay. Before we I just have to say, now we're talking about the, the Padres. If if they don't already have a marketing scheme, who's your padre? <laughs> then they need to start it right now. They can take that for free. Who's your padre? Oh, who's that's... your padre? Why the hell have they not done that already? <laughs> Do you think that's a good slogan? Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. And then the players could say, "I'm your padre." I, right? Yeah, yeah. Listen to your body. Well, you know okay, so I don't think it works. I think it's too uh, hard to come off the tongue. Uh, but you know what I like is the Dodgers do a little tip of the hat to their uh, Mexican roots and the Latinos in Los Angeles. Yeah. By uh, There's like a, a pretty big group of people who like to call them Los Doyers. Oh, yeah, with a Y. Yeah, That's the fine. Doyers. I really like that. I've always been a fan of that. That's much better than Who's Your Padre? <laughs> well, it's, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you do it, what's... Uh, can you say the first part in Spanish? Oh, the whole thing. Yeah, if, maybe if the whole thing was Spanish, it would sound better. ¿Quién es tu padre? That sounds a lot better. Yeah, but... <laughs> Or, yo soy tu padre, I am your dad. Yeah, 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 yeah. That sounds um, way better than who's your padre. Though, I, I do think uh, the original padre was like something about like priests or something. Yeah, so. it's the, um, so I think it's the Catholic Church had some mission work down in San Diego. So probably don't like want to some... go there with the who's your padre. <laughs> now that I mention... Yeah, no, but like I think the uh, the logo of the Padres is like a little, you know, a little, a little swinging, a little monk, you monk. know, a yeah. little swinging monk. He looks like the guy from. Uh, he looks like Friar Tuck. Who's uh, <laughs> from uh, uh, Robin Hood? Okay, the Robin Hood, the Robin Hood Fox, the, the like, cartoon the one. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Oh, classic, classic. I'm watching in the least. Okay, yeah, who's your Padre? That's good. Who's your Padre? You guys can take that. Shirts, and then whatever, each game, they can have a Padre. He's the Padre. Uh, Padre of the day. Padre of the day. You can go on and on. Yeah. Anyway, enough about that. The real reason I wanted to talk about baseball, and this had me so excited, I was like, this has to be the first topic on the pod. Because the Miami Marlins have just signed two brothers to their team. Um, as you know, as a fan on, of the pod, we love brothers. We love siblings yeah, in general. We yeah. love the Venus and Serena. Okay. We love the uh, Shaquille and Shaquem Griffin. We love twins, brothers, sisters. The we, Ball family. The Ball oh, family. Damn. We love, actually, uh, <laughs> young uh, Mello, the youngest, just announced he's going back to high school after his dad pulled him out That's of high school. That's a movie waiting to happen, I man. didn't even know you were allowed to do that because he's already played professionally. Anyway, we love brothers. And the Miami Marlins have just signed two, a pair of brothers from Cuba to join the Marlins. Their names are Victor Mesa Jr. and Victor Victor Mesa. <laughs> this is, I'm so happy already. <laughs> wow. Vic and Vic. Vic. <laughs> so, like, I, 
I've strayed away from, from baseball the last couple of years. I have to be honest, I used to be a crazy baseball fan as a kid. Like, mm-hmm. memorize people's stats, where they grew up, like crazy Who stuff. Who are you? The Orioles? Yankees. The, the Yankees. I was a oh, big yeah. Yankees fan growing up. Then when the Nats came to D.C., I started off as a Nats fan as well. So those were my two teams. But The Yankees? Because, like... My dad's from uh, Connecticut, so he, he raised me as a Yankees fan. Uh, I didn't really have a choice. Yeah. But, um... I've kind of lost touch with baseball, but now that Victor, Victor Mesa, and Victor Mesa <laughs> Jr. are like are are here, yeah. I might become a baseball fan again. So Victor is his middle name. So Victor Victor. Yeah. Middle so name? I have a question for you. Actually. Yeah. Who do you think is older, Victor Victor Mesa or Victor Mesa Jr.? I think Jr. is older because I think that's how the law works for names. I think it's like the firstborn gets the junior. Ooh, actually, Mike. That's a, that's a very educated guess. You're wrong, though. <laughs> okay, <laughs> well, <laughs> they should make a new law. <laughs> so, Victor Victor Mesa is the oldest one, and Victor Mesa Jr. is the younger one. And the dad is Victor Mesa. The dad is, I guess, just Victor Mesa. And uh, the mom is Victoria. I don't know the mom's name. That's a great <laughs> question. We'll have to get back to the to, to you on that one and let, let the family know, let the I'm Open family know. Now... How would you uh, how would you feel about sharing a name with your brother? Pro oh, con. oh no! I don't think anyone likes it. That'd be bad, right? Yeah. I would hate it. My brother's name's Joe. Mm-hmm. My name's Mikey. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I would hate it. I would hate if I I when I, I meet other Mikeys on the street, it makes me mad because I mean Mikey's not like an uncommon name, but like once people are, you know. In high school, they just usually go with Mike or Michael. Mm-hmm. So, and as an adult, it's kind of uncommon. So when I hear Mikey adults, it already makes me mad. If I had to share it with my brother, I mean, it's just dumb, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm... Actually, you know what? It's not dumb. It's actually whatever. Who cares? Like, that's <laughs> funny. So, you know how sometimes... So, I feel like this maybe could have been a mistake. And here's my... So, maybe the first son was actually supposed to be Victor Mesa Jr. Okay. And you know, a lot of times people, when they introduce themselves, you might say like, hi, I'm Mikey, Mikey Blunchy. Yeah. So maybe <laughs> they were like, what's your kid going to be called? Oh. And they're like, Victor, Victor Mesa. Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right, Victor, Victor Mesa. Okay, yeah, and he just never got around to changing it back. Do you think there's a chance? How much is the age difference? Uh, they're five years apart, 22 and 17 years old. Oh my old. gosh, that so, was so much time to think of another name, though. Yeah, you could have five years. <laughs> five years, come up with something else. Five years, and they're like, look, it worked right you know, on Victor Victor. I bet you that that dad is kind of like an egomaniac. He really w- loves his name. He wants, like, all his boys to be named Victor like he is. Yeah, yeah, uh, that seems like it's probably... Or they, or he's just really not uh, creative with names, and he just sticks to what he knows. Yeah, or you could say he's extremely creative. <laughs> because I've heard of people without a last name. I've never really heard of people... I mean, not without a last name, excuse me. Uh, but I've heard of people other than, uh, of course, uh, Kobe. But, uh, no, I've heard of people... <laughs> I've heard of people with, with uh, no middle name. Yeah. But I've never heard of people with two names that are the same middle and first name so um uh i think you have to choose a side though you can't be friends of both of them i think that marlins they got you know they're gonna have an internal struggle where there's gonna be some victor victor fans and some victor jr fans yeah 
Brothers don't always get along, you know. There might be some tension on the team. These guys seem like they do get along. I um I do have to say Miami is a great place for them to be as Cuban brothers. Oh, yeah. Obviously, they're gonna be popular. Oh yeah. And they're gonna feel right at home. But um, I was trying to think, which one like would you prefer to be? Would you prefer to be Victor Victor or Victor Junior? Um, and be the younger one. Like I'm trying to figure out which one's in a better. I'd be I'd be Victor Victor. Yeah, I agree with you on that. You yeah. uh yeah. <laughs> You could, I feel like there's more opportunity for fun nicknames with Victor Victor. It could be like Double V, uh... VV. Yeah. V, v. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> v squared. Or, I don't want to yeah. be a junior, though, because juniors, you have to carry that with you your whole life, you know? Yeah. If you're a 90-year-old man, you're still a junior, nobody's going to take you seriously. So you wouldn't uh, name your son Mikey Blinchy Jr., or... Oh, no, I... Or are you just saying for you personally? <laughs> I was saying for me personally. I don't think I would do that either, just because I think that I would be nervous that people would give me shit for it and be like, Oh, yeah, so you, you think your name's so great, huh? Mikey Jr. <laughs> over yeah. here. You know, I'm not... I wanted to be more creative. Yeah. Well, shout out to Victor, Victor Mesa, and his father. I can only assume his name is Victor hey, Mesa. Yeah, shout out to those guys. I'm a Victor, Victor <laughs> fan myself. I can't wait. I mean, I I'm, this is this is maybe giving me one reason to get back inside. That's the reason you're going to get baseball. back in the name game. And I'm excited to hear like what the announcers can come up with. To... Victor, Victor yeah. Mesa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something. Oh, they're gonna go crazy with that on the big screen, and oh, like yeah. they're probably gonna have some great animations for the brothers oh, and everything. That's gonna be awesome. Oh, it's gonna be awesome. We love family stuff. We always love to talk about, as, as I just mentioned, we, we love to talk about families, family issues, good and bad. So, somebody else who's been having some situations with his own son, other than Victor Mesa. Oh, no. Uh, that's Larry Fitzgerald. He actually plays for the Arizona Cardinals. He's been a great football player for over a decade now. He's a real legend. He's definitely going to be He's a Hall He's got of problems fan. with his son? Sadly, he does have problems with his son, oh, Devin no. Fitzgerald. How old is Devin? Now, I'm not exactly sure... Sure, how old Devin is. I'm sorry. That's Devin. my question for everyone you bring up. How old is he? But what happened was, uh, for Larry Fitzgerald plays on the Cardinals. Okay. They, they stink this year. They've okay. only won, I think, two games. Okay. And his son eventually said, "I don't want to go watch my dad play. I would rather wow. go. I would rather go to the Arizona State Fair. Maybe it's a good fair, though. It might be a tight <laughs> fair. <laughs> so." So Larry is known as being like a really stoic guy. Man, I thought I was a bad boy. Yeah. That guy's the bad he's boy. He's a real bad boy. So he's known as like never celebrating, never getting mad, never getting like just always even keeled. But that game that his son skipped oh, was like no. the first game that he really celebrated really hard. Like he like scored a touchdown and like slammed the ball and like screaming and stuff. And people were like, Larry, like what got you so riled up? And he was like, my son. My son didn't want to watch the game because he said it was boring, so I wanted to, like, prove him wrong. Wow! So do you think 
Yeah, uh, do you think his son learned his lesson? Do you think Devin Fitzgerald? No. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how? I bet you that was a terrible night at home. Like, that dad seems like. I mean, that sucks that your kid says your job is boring when you play professional <laughs> sports. When everybody, I mean, all of his friends probably have dads with like office jobs, and he's telling his dad that his job sucks. That sucks. But I mean, oh, I feel like that's that sucks. I think that like he's mm-hmm. probably got some issues to work out with his son for being such a dick to him. I know. But maybe the kid's, like, a teenager, so, like, I could understand maybe he's just mad at his dad for being, like, a big showboaty, rich quarterback, and he's like, hey, dad, I don't care about your games, like... Yeah. Well, his dad, I mean, his dad's actually a receiver, but either way... Oh, He could have brought... Okay. He could... Doesn't make a difference. He, he could have been like, hey, bros, forget the fair, you want to go sit on the sideline of the game? Yeah. But... I, his friends mm-hmm. must have poisoned his mind. Yeah, but I agree with you. It's like I'm more I'm worried about the kid now. It's like you think your dad's lame and he plays football? <laughs> <Yeah>. Like <laughs> maybe the kid's just like really not into sports. Like yeah. he's a really big arts kid. And that's hey. that's what happens in all the movies. Like the big pro <laughs> athlete has a son or daughter who hates sports. Yeah. And honestly, that's fine. I support artists, you know. I the only thing I would say is now like maybe the son like he had a hundred yards and a touchdown in the game. He had the best game of the year. So maybe like maybe the son is like really the best motivator. Maybe Devin should wow. like fuck with his dad. Or maybe Devin realized that his dad needed a kick in the pants and yeah. he, he told him he said, Dad, this game is boring and it's cause you can't run the ball. And he's like, Oh, I'll show you some. <laughs> yeah. How about this? <laughs> maybe Devin was actually at the stadium watching his dad. Yeah, maybe he was secretly there in the little Groucho Marx glasses. Yeah, and he was probably <laughs> shed a tear when he hit that touchdown. He's like, I knew you could do it, Pops. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, hope. I guess the hope would be that from now on, Devin, like, starts different sort of beef. Not beef, because it's his dad, but, like, kicks off his dad in different ways oh, that might yeah. really make him mad. Yeah. Like, this man might score a touchdown every single And maybe week. his dad should do that to him and be like, hey, you know what, Devin? I don't want to come to your uh, school play because you're not very good at reciting Shakespeare. Ooh, booyah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that was... I think that was just... Especially now... I mean, I love to watch people uh, celebrate. Mm-hmm. After like when they score, I think it's it really was a good celebration. It was really a good celebration. That was the thing. Is like all he did was just slam the, just spike the ball. And he and usually just, like, just ah. doesn't do anything. He usually just like high fives and walks away. <laughs> so everybody was like, "Wow, he really went for it." But like guys are like mimicking, like birthing babies, doing like crew regattas. Like, yeah, all stuff. I saw the flip phone one the with the Saints. Did you see that one? That was funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> like come on. If you really want to teach your son a lesson. <laughs> Like he should bring out like a like a <laughs> he should bring out like a book of baby photos of his son <laughs> next time he scores a touchdown and like hold him up for the camera. Yeah, he's gotta start roasting his like, son roast out there. His son. <laughs> or just do something crazy. Oh, that would be good. Like give his son a haircut on the sideline, like run up to him and just give him like a terrible haircut. I still can't believe he thinks it's boring. Like that's why most people would like most grown men feel like love sports. And so to, like, say something that, like, a lot of grown men, yeah. <laughs> like, hey, what you do is boring. Yeah, exactly. 
so Devin, he wasn't willing to compromise on that one. He wanted to go to the fair, and maybe he loved his funnel cake. Maybe he really needs some cheesy fries or something. Yeah, maybe we should actually be asking what's going on at the what fair. What is going on at the Arizona State Fair? I'm down. Uh, I do. I love State Fair. I don't go on the rides, but I do love fairs for, for them. Yeah, you pet the uh, goats and stuff? Pet the goats, then go back with my dirty goat, you know goat hair hand and eat some... I was just at the New Hampshire State Fair. Oh, yeah. And they had a demolition derby there. That's dope. And, That's a cool sport. And it's something that anybody can enter. So it was just a bunch of people from, like, around the city oh, wow. who just, like, souped up their cars to be ready for a demolition derby yeah. and just put their name on a sheet. And now, then, that sounds better than an Arizona yeah. Cardinals football game. Did anybody get hurt? No, no, no. Well, they don't go that fast because it's in a really tight space. Like, you're thinking about, like, the size of a tennis court yeah. and you have, like, five cars in there. They uh, can't really gain that much speed. That's probably for the best. That's for the best. But they can still knock each other out. Yeah, so speaking of knocking each other out, I'm glad you brought that up, Mikey, because you. Michigan and Michigan State are huge rivals, um, as many in-state schools are. So they just played, not this past weekend, but the weekend before. Mm -hmm. um, and they play every single season. So Michigan State has a tradition when they're at their home stadium in Lansing where all the players link arms before the game and like walk across the entire field okay. to be like, this is our house Okay. type thing. So, Michigan players um, were already on the field at the point that they wanted to do the oh, traditional no. walk. You gotta get off. So, yeah, so you're already, you're already <laughs> seeing what, what went down. So, the Michigan State, like, coaches and players were like, you guys need to get off the field because we're doing our team solidarity walk or whatever. Mm -hmm. The Michigan guys were like, sorry, we need to warm up, not getting off. So then the Michigan State players just did it anyways. And they just walked on them? And they just, like, it <laughs> like was like, pushed them? It was like, a, it was like a moving Red Rover type situation. Oh, yeah. Where instead of calling the Red Rover over, you just, like, You just walk. push you Rover. Push, you push Rover. <laughs> push Rover right over. And oh, then man. they, like, they went across the whole field and, like, knocked over a bunch of the Michigan players. I think that's terrible. Whose fault is that, though? I think that's terrible. You know what? Uh, you know what you're doing. You know you're being nasty. You know... Well, I think... I don't know. Like, should the Michigan players have said, okay, you're right, we're in your home field, we'll let you guys do your tradition? Or, I mean, or should the Michigan State players not have, like, just gone and knocked them all over? Uh, just, so have you know? they done it for, like, every game forever? I think the idea is they do it every home game. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's tough. Were they out on the field, like, unusually early? I don't know who's at fault for this one yeah i think yeah it's hard to know i mean i kind of just think it's funny to be honest more than it anything. is pretty funny they're complaining like some of our guys got their headphones knocked out <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it was like what did they like, lose their hearing or something like but I, that sounds so passive aggressive especially for like grown men to do to like link arms and like subtly push people because yeah. they're in their way it's super passive aggressive also, the thing is, like... You know, they probably should have just asked them straight up. Like, there was... They could have just gone to the guys on the field and been like, Hey, man, we're trying to do our thing. It's just going to take five minutes. Yeah, but I feel like... So, you feel like... I, I, I heard they did ask them. So, if they... Assuming they asked them, do you think it's now Michigan's fault for not just saying, Okay, we respect your wishes? Because also, like, as the opponent, 
you want to get in the other team's head. Yeah. So you can kind of be like, no, we're not. We don't want you guys to do your normal pregame warm up like you normally do. Like, and you know, just see whatever you can do to get. It's mental. weird, you know. It reminds me of like when you're at. Uh, this like happened to me at some point where you're at a party that you're no longer welcome at. And, what would you do? And um, <laughs> I don't know, just like parties in college yeah. where I'm uh, causing problems. Yeah, classic classic stuff and the head of the party says you gotta go man and i'm over here being like i don't want to go but obviously i don't want to be where i'm at and i'm just there to be annoying and i feel like that's what they're doing it's like they don't want to like practice on the field like they're just there to be annoying and to like kind of stick it to michigan state like at this point you would like you're already at a loss. You'd rather just fuck up his day. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what they're at. They're, and they're probably just playing into, like, some... Like, I don't know if it's the players or the coaches, but, like, someone was the ringleader to this being like, we're staying out there. What? We're not yeah. moving. I bet you some of the guys were just like, okay, whatever. Like, <laughs> I think the coaches were definitely egging them on. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, even though they are, like, they're old enough to, to vote, obviously, I hope everybody voted today, but, uh... They are, like, 18, 19, 20 years old. So yeah. I feel like that's still young enough where if the coach is like, boys, we're putting... <laughs> and then they would have been like, all right, coach, all right. You know? They're going <laughs> to get riled up. It's a rivalry it's game. A rivalry. Oh, my God. I get so pissed if someone came up to me while I was out there on the field and kind of linked arms and pushed me. <laughs> yeah. That'd be so... Du- oh, my God. Or, like... Ima- my blood would boil. Yeah. Or, like, imagine if we were warming up for one of our shows Mikey and I to the I'm Open Family perform together uh, come check us out yeah it's awesome come check us out at the Source Theater uh was V and 13th Street and you'll laugh your pants off but what if like one of our rival teams what if like oh that baby like walked through our warm up oh. and like knocked our shit over like while we were warming up like it might throw off our game you is know? that our rival no we don't have rivals <laughs> We don't have rivals. Look, I think, you know what? Maybe I'm going to just say, if you're doing a rivalry game in-state and it's nasty, there's no rules, you know? No rules. I exactly. Think, I think as long as nobody's getting, like, seriously hurt, like, mm-hmm. you can be nasty, you can be passive-aggressive, you can be a jerk. That's what rivalry's all about, is getting under everyone's skin. Yeah. You read about that. So speaking of, oh, Mike, you were just setting me up with all these transitions. <laughs> getting right <laughs> under everyone's oh, skin. So getting under skin, being a jerk. Skin's an issue. Uh, we're talking about somebody who's been a huge jerk lately. And his name is Jimmy Butler. Now, he plays for the Minnesota Timberwolves, but he probably won't be for very long. He started off right before the season started in September demanding a trade. And he said, you need to trade me. I want to play with either. I want to play in either New York or Los Angeles. With the Knicks. So you need to trade me to either the Knicks, the Nets, or the Clippers. Weird. He didn't mention the Lakers. Um, they were basically like, that's not how it works. Isn't that also? He's like paying. A, you can't ask for a trade, can you? Well, you can, and they were like, cool. Uh, but that's too bad. Oh, okay. But yeah, then, then they didn't it, do it. it. No, exactly. They were like, 
all right, well, we trade you if we want to. Yeah, right? and so he's just bench-warming now? So, ba I mean, basically, you're not allowed, like, yeah, it's like you're not necessarily allowed to ask for which team you get traded to. Some yeah. people really do, like, who are hot, hot stuff. And I think this just goes back to him thinking he's a little hotter than he is. So he has two... He's a little big for his britches. He's a little big for his he britches. He needs to get those britches yeah. tightened up. <laughs> so, like, last season, he has two young guys on his team, Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins. They were both the number one pick when they were coming out of college. So they're both two really talented mm -hmm. guys. The whole season, he spent, like, complaining about how they were soft. Then he demanded a trade. Then they were like, sorry, bro, we're not going to trade you. Why don't you come back to the team? He came back to practice. He cussed everybody out on the team at practice. Wow. Like, the whole practice. All right. And then he was, like, yelling at the manager of the team, like, you fucking need me. You guys can't win without me. You fucking need me. Oh, man. And then just this past week, they asked him um, whether he was going to play or not in the upcoming game. And he said, like, I'll decide, not the coach. I'll be the one who decides. So, do you, here's the, what I'm wondering. Do you think we let people off the hook who are talented to be assholes? <laughs> because, I like, if this was a coworker or if this was a teammate or something, and I'm just trying to put myself in there, obviously you can't put yourself in their shoes as being, like, yeah, a superstar man. athlete. But somebody who's, like, demanding, like, if I was, like, you better trade me. Like, if I yeah, talk to man. my boss... That's like, how can you like that? Is he not even getting any fine or anything for this stuff? Nope. That seems so shitty, man. Like, that sucks. Could you imagine being on this guy's team where he's just like shitting on the team, saying, I mean, you asking for a trade is pretty much like a middle finger to all your teammates. Like, you guys suck. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> I want out of this place. I don't want anything to do with you guys. This is the team that I'll put up with. Uh, yeah, man, he's a, he's. He can't do that. Well, I mean, I guess he can, but, like, that sucks. Yeah, yeah it's a pretty jerk thing to do. Um, he also, like, he said... He kind of had, like, a backhanded diss. Mm -hmm. um, so, he's... This guy, they call him Cat, uh, Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. K-A-T. So, he... This was the crazy thing. He had the practice outburst. He was cussing at everybody like you know apparently he like whooped on everybody too he was like he had like <laughs> oh a my vengeance God. and then w it was practice ended he just walked out he was like mic drop just left and didn't talk to anybody like just walked straight out of the gym then Ooh. he had a sit down meeting with ESPN that same day and he said am I being tough on him yeah that's who I am but I'm not the most talented player on the team who's the most talented player on our team Cat that's Carl Anthony Towns <laughs> who uh, who's the most God-gifted player on our team? Wiggs. He's talking about Andrew Wiggins, these two younger players on the team. Who plays the hardest? Me. <laughs> I play hard. <laughs> you know, I. so here's the thing. This guy, you know, he's a passionate dude, right? Mm -hmm. To For better or worse, he's a very passionate dude. So I kind of respect him laying his cards out a little bit being like look i'm playing the hardest and i don't think that people are stepping up mm -hmm. but i don't know if that's the reality of the situation here or if he's just blinded yeah so like i have two like one thing it's kind of hard to call people out to effort because you don't know 
how hard somebody else is trying. Like, maybe somebody else is trying really hard. Yeah, man. They and, could be trying real hard. And <laughs> that's just, just no the best good. they can yeah. do, right? Like, yeah. you don't know. Like, he's, like, assuming they're not trying at all, but, like, maybe they're working as much but as they man, can. But, man, he's blowing it. You can't have, like, this kind of meltdown when you're not, you know, killing it. Like... You can LeBron can have this kind of meltdown when like J.R. Smith like fucks up, yeah. but you can't have this kind of meltdown because other teams are gonna see this and be like, I don't want this dude on my team. Like this dude just like roasts all his teammates and he's like being a brat when things don't go well. And basically, like you said, like LeBron is allowed to do that. Kobe was allowed to do that. He would call his teammates out, right? Yeah. Um, but you, if like this man, all right, he's good. He's been an all star. He's never been to the championship. Like, he's obviously never won one because he's never been there, right? Yeah. So it's like, you kind of have to earn the right you to gotta, call people You got to like put that. in your time, man. I mean, you can do that once you're at the top of the top. And it, even if you're at the top of the top, it still feels wrong. But, like, people will let you do it. And the most awkward thing is, like, he's still on the team. So he, all these guys know he hates them. Yeah. He, I'm sure they all hate him now. He's still there, and, like, after all, he was saying he wanted, like, to try hard. Like, he wanted to get traded to the Nets, the Knicks, or the Clippers, which, like, none of them are what good. What does he want to do on the Clippers? <laughs> all those teams are, like, some shit. So yeah. I don't really understand what he wanted to do, yeah. but he, you know, the crazy thing is he was on the Bulls a couple years ago. He basically tried to roast all of their young players. So this guy is just a roaster. So he's just a roaster. He's just a natural <laughs> He's just roast master general. Yeah. Well, you know what? He's uh, there's a place for roasters, all right. You yeah. know they're fun. They're fun to they make the news. They make funny shit happen in basketball. They're entertaining. But you need someone who can like dish it back, right? People like that need somebody who can step up in your face and be like, "Hey, fuck you, bro. You think you try <laughs> yeah. harder than me? Try this," and then like yeah. punch him in the teeth. And... Yeah. Well, you know, I feel like it seems like you know how like the balls, right? Yeah. Like. It feels like Lonzo's dad this season is very quiet. Yeah. Don't you think so? Yeah. And he was a big roast master. Yeah, I miss you it. know? Everything. Like, Come ev back, LeVar. We miss you, LeVar. <laughs> <laughs> but he was constantly out there yeah. roasting. He seems like he's cut from the same cloth as this guy, yeah. where he's just like, he sees something he doesn't like. He says, no, I'm better than that. Lonzo's better than that. Yeah. Like, all this stuff. But yeah, it seems like you just kind of have to get, like, dunked on by someone better than you. And mm. so for <laughs> LeVar, it was LeBron coming to yeah, L.A. Exactly. I'm sure there was a conversation where LeBron was like, you can't talk anymore. Oh, you're done. Yeah. This guy just needs someone to dunk on him like that. So I have a side side theory, and I love conspiracy theories. I don't okay. know about yourself. Yeah. But um, Mark Wahlberg is, like, super tight with this guy Jimmy Butler. Just over, like, the last two years... They've become like best friends. They're like post. They're like going on trips together, working out together. Like they hang out all the time. They're right. really close, and like his bond with Mark Wahlberg coincides with him starting to be a huge douchebag. Because when he was like a young guy in the oh, league, no man, everybody was like, "This guy works so hard. He's got a great work ethic." Obviously, he's still at least he thinks he has a great work ethic, but like. Nobody ever had problems with him until recently. So now he's getting he's getting nasty because he started hanging out with Mark Wahlberg. Do you think Mark Wahlberg is like is like the little devil on your shoulder, like telling Ooh. him like you're better than those was guys? Was Mark Wahlberg the one with the crazy schedule that recently got released where he wakes up at like three a.m. 
them. <laughs> Check. <laughs> then I think so. <laughs> I think. Uh... Wakes up at three a.m. to like revise his schedule for two hours. <laughs> Oh man, um, yeah. I hope. Do you think? Do you? I mean, are you? Am I offending you? Are you a Walbert yeah, fan? I'm, I'm, or? Like, I'm. I'm trying to play it cool, but I'm getting pretty pissed right now. <laughs> um, you know, it's hard to say. I think Wahlberg gets a bad rap because he's such a aggro dude, um, and that's easy to hate yeah. on, uh, obviously, but. I don't know him personally, and I've yeah. never, he's never had like any incidences where it's like Wahlberg, like, totally melts down on co star. Wahlberg you know? punches Uber driver. Yeah, like, we haven't Wa seen Wahlberg that. spits on waiter. Like, he's yeah. never done anything outwardly nasty. Yeah. But people do get the feeling that he's not that cool of a guy. Just because, yeah. like, I mean, he's, he's like, he's a New England guy. It's kind of the Boston thing. It's hard to, it's, they kind of have a lot against them from the start. They have to win people over. They don't get the benefit of the doubt yeah. really well this was my favorite quote from the whole interview um they asked jimmy butler do you think the situation could could be fixed he said it could be do i think so no <laughs> <laughs> i love that man i love that he's so bad oh could it be fixed oh i don't know yeah <laughs> That's like the teacher's like, can you go to the bathroom? I don't know. Can you? I feel like I'm going to use that now for like whenever I ask new questions. Did you finish that email? I could have, but did I? No. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a good way to kind of hedge, you know? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Protect yourself. Oh, man. That's funny. I love that. I really love that. Welcome, I'm Open Family. We're back. This is Mikey and David. We're so glad that David's hosting. <laughs> we are. And this is actually a little bit sad. I shouldn't have made the blah blah sounds because this next thing is a little bit sad. But oh, the headline wow. is so crazy, I had to talk about it. Because this is the literal headline. This, this just happened today. And this is actually the first time we've ever sourced Fox News on this podcast, so there's a first for everything. Okay. And look, I'm open family, that's why we always say we are open. If Fox News has a killer headline that is so hot that we need to put it on the show, we'll put it on the we'll show. put anything on the show <laughs> we will for numbers. <laughs> we'll put you on the show. So this is the headline. Former pro boxer dies during croissant eating contest. Oh. Now, I... I never... <laughs> I never want to joke about somebody else's injury fatality obviously like all of our respect and condolences go out to this man um his name was um mario oscar oh, mello how old was he 56 years old oh that's not good not good that's not good he was from argentina and he actually was a professional boxer he had some pretty big fights back in the day mm -hmm. um and now he joined a croissant eating contest and he got caught on his third croissant. 
Oh, no, so early. So early in the game, and he didn't recover. Now, I'm not... First, like I said, all of our respects to the Mello family. This is terrible. This is absolutely terrible, and it's so sad. But I, to me, part of the irony is he was playing a very dangerous sport as a professional athlete. He died he was a, a croissant instead of getting hit in the head. Yeah, <laughs> that to me is like crazy. Like he he could have gotten brain damage, all sorts of crazy stuff from boxing, but instead it was from a croissant. And wow. And isn't that something, America? Isn't that something? Watch what you the eat. The secret killer. The, the food. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it just goes to show, and we've talked about competitive eating before on this program. That's a real sport, ladies and gentlemen. You can't just, I think, maybe he thought, like, look, I've boxed. I've gotten punched in the teeth hundreds of times. I think I can eat a couple croissants. Hey, but I feel like something else is going on if it's on the third croissant. Like, mm. I mean, I could eat three croissants in a... Well, maybe I can't. Maybe this is a warning to me. But I mean, you could eat three croissants. Could you eat them in whatever, 30 yeah, seconds maybe or whatever? If, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if he's like... The question is, like, did he choke to death? Did he have, like, a heart attack? Or was it, like... I don't know. Uh, competitive eating is a dangerous game. Yeah, I think that's the, like... The moral of the story is competitive eating is really dangerous. And I think it's low-key... One of the most dangerous sports. The most dangerous sport? I don't know about most dangerous. Football is obviously extremely dangerous. Football probably has the most deaths, right? Well, football doesn't... Well, I guess you have to think of what's a sport. Depends how you add it up. Like, football definitely has deaths post-career. Yeah. That it's like, you can kind of think, like, football definitely didn't help this guy's health. Right. But not as many on, I mean, thank God. Yeah, not on the Not, field. like, during the game. Like, obviously... You know, wrestling gets pretty nasty, and people always like to, you know, shit on that for being fake, but there's a lot of bad injuries that happen from people doing, you know, quote-unquote fake wrestling. Fake wrestling. Yeah, you're totally right. Yeah, because people are, like, jumping off of, like, a steel cage that's, like, 30 feet high. And even though they, like, know how to land and know where to land, like, they're still jumping off of a 30-foot tall cage. And people have passed away through from wrestling, sadly. Um, But I think it's, like, the same how circus performers have passed away. Oh, yeah. As well. I think that, I mean, wrestling is kind of like a Cirque du Soleil type. Oh, yeah. Just because it's not... You're walking that tightrope. Like, you're still kind of walking the tightrope, right? Yeah. Like, just because you're not actually choke slamming somebody, you still have to oh, be able yeah. to lift them up and yeah. jump over somebody, flip, do a backflip or whatever. And if you mess up those moves, I'm surprised there's not more deaths in wrestling. Yeah. Because you think, like, you would listen to these moves, the choke slam, man. <laughs> like, that sounds like it, Getting it, choked <laughs> and slammed <laughs> sounds like it would kill me. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be choked or slammed. <laughs> yeah. Like, that does sound like cause of death, choked and slammed. I mean, I, I don't understand how anybody survives that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's obviously, it's really sad um, that, you know, it's a really sad thing. I do think croissants is kind of a, a weird eating competition food. Yeah. They don't go down so easy, but I do enjoy croissants, but now I'm going to feel weird from now on when I'm enjoying oh, them. Yeah. 
This well, this is a very uh, this is a very hard topic to talk this about. This is really hard to talk because about because you have yeah. someone who's literally dying. Yeah. You don't want to make light of that, but you I have know. the funniest food competition. Like even like the the croissant eating contest. Like who even thought of competitive croissant eating? I know. It's such a sad way to go. It's you know, it's such a fun competition. I know. I do think it's a thing where a lot of athletes like when they retire are like always looking for the rush the next Uh, big you know thing that they can dominate yeah like i follow lance armstrong on instagram yeah what's he doing um he's like still doing these like crazy competitive races where you have to like bike like through the mountains in costa rica and stuff like i mean we had a little bit of a beef going on i'm trying to just squash it and support him how i can throw him a couple likes here and there on instagram and he like so I mean you he, guys personally had yeah, a beef yeah we had a little bit of a beef and I, I'm just trying to push past it I mean I, I've forgiven him I don't know if he's forgiven did me did you yet. buy the bracelet and you felt betrayed you know it wasn't really it wasn't directly about uh, it wasn't about the bracelet now I'm trying to even remember what our beef was about this feels like really real beef yeah it is real beef it is real beef. The, the first cut is the beefest, as I like to say. Okay. Because he, he was married to Cheryl Crow or okay, dated her or yeah. something. So that was kind of the theme of our beef. I don't remember what it was about now, but we did... And isn't that just like beef, you know? Yeah. Like just the longer... <laughs> the beef becomes bigger than the conflict. Yeah. You were mad at him for a while, though? Yeah, we were kind of mad at each other. Well, you keep saying that like you know him. Do you really know him? Well, just, you know, through social media people did he ever reply to you no and that shows how mad he was <laughs> he was pissed okay he was giving me a silent yep. treatment yeah yep 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 oh uh, you know what i did i made a joke about i got the juice you know and then <laughs> i and i did at lance armstrong killer because you know people call steroids juice yeah yeah i got the juice chance the rapper you know that's one of the songs cool. so I, I think he probably was a little offended, but we moved past it. Did point. he uh, block you? Uh, he he tried to, but okay. I didn't let him do it. You know, yeah. I think that you gotta call the guy up. I gotta call Lance. Let's <laughs> Lance. Let's break bread. Let's break the beef. Like let's talk about it as men. You know. Yeah. Well, um, he's. Um, I think personally, never had beef with him. Even yeah. hearing about the whole doping thing, I didn't really care about it because it was such, like, not uh, real doping, in my opinion, where he was just, like, blood doping. Well, it's also, like, everybody who was a bicycle, a bicyclist? Yeah. Was, is that bicyclist? Sure. Cycler? Cyclers. Cyclists. Cycler. Every cyclist was doping at the time. Yeah. Like, every single person, I think, like, ten yeah, consecutive Yeah, I remember, they were, like, the 105th person would have gotten the medal. Exactly. <laughs> like, it was, like, it wasn't, like, oh, my God, I can't believe he's doing that. Yeah. It's, like, everybody's doing that, including him, and he's the best. So, it's, like, look. Yeah. I think that, and I definitely didn't uh, come up with this idea, but, like, the thing about sports is you want to see them played at their peak, right? Yes, and I think that this blood doping was such a innocent way of enhancing your own physical abilities. I mean, it's still your blood, yeah. and it's still taken at a point where you're not actually, you know, anything artificial, right? Yeah. It was all just like taking blood from you at like your peak 
moment or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the. It was like specifics. something like pumping oxygen into your blood and then putting. Yeah, it it's back like in. whenever your oxygen like had the highest oxygen content or something like that, and you take it and then put it back in when you needed it. Yeah. But still, it's like I want to see sports played at their highest level, and this yeah. felt like an innocent way of doping. And uh, well, it's like look, I forgive it. I'd say. I mean, we were talking before about Jimmy Butler how he's so t- like ticked off about his teammates not trying their hardest like yeah. if you're doping like look you're trying your best yeah you can't say the dude isn't putting in all the effort like yeah. I think a lot of times we complain in sports or sports fans complain about like they're not trying their best they're not putting their full excuse me they're not putting their full <laughs> 100% into the game like yeah. if you're doping I think you could literally say they're putting 110 or 20% <laughs> You know, I yeah, I and I think it's like there's so much stuff that athletes do that's bad that we forgive. That I thought like the whole Lance Armstrong thing was such mm-hmm. a minor blip that I was like, I don't even think that like he should stop competing or lose any titles. Like I think he should just get like fined, you know, like a hundred thousand dollars and call it a day. Like, yeah. Because, I, I, like, you think about, like, Tiger Woods and how shady and, like, of a character he was to, like, his personal life. Yeah. And he's been kind of welcomed back pretty open arms in the yeah. past few, like, U.S. Opens or whatever it's been. Yeah. I mean, people are still salty about him, but, like, I feel like him doing bad stuff outside of the sport was so much worse than Lance Armstrong doing bad stuff inside of the sport. Yeah, it's, it's worse when people, and obviously Tiger didn't do this, but, like, there have been athletes who have, like murdered people or, yeah. or done really terrible things OJ baby OJ right and that's like and like OJ has like nine documentaries yeah. out you know so it's and like people see OJ at like a bar and they're like taking pictures with him now that he's out whereas like people are still really mad at Pete Rose because he bet on baseball and he bet on his own yeah. team to win yeah. right yeah. but like oh, people who do stuff outside of the lines there is people a, don't really yeah, care, there right? is some weird phenomenon where it's like everything is sacred within the sport and outside of the sport it's like forgivable. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. <sighs> well, uh, don't uh, eat too many croissants don't in eat one too sitting. Many, don't eat too many croissants in one sitting, please everyone, and don't trust anything French. I think that's the real <laughs> <laughs> that's the real yeah. uh, lesson we've learned here, right? Yeah. Absolutely. family you already know we cannot say goodbye before we do what we always do every single time on the i'm open podcast and that is to recognize our mask off performer of the week this is sponsored and inspired by none other than my personal mentor future thank you future wow thank you thank you so much <laughs> appreciate it mask on Fuck it, mask on. Mask, mask on. Fuck it, mask on. Man. This week, we actually have sort of a pair for our mask off performers. Um, and this is something really exciting, and I'm excited that Mikey's here to help announce the, the mask off performer of the week. You've been an incredible guest. Thank you. So, the mask off performers of this week go to Emmanuel Jorge da Silva Santos in conjunction with. Mohamed Salah. Now, uh, Emmanuel 
Jorge de Silva Santos is not an athlete. He's actually a sculptor. He's an artist. Mm-hmm. And he just sculpted a... Uh, he did a sculpture of Mo Salah, Mohamed Salah, who's probably the best Egyptian soccer player ever of all time. And he's bowing out. He's playing right now. He's in the height of his career, and he's killing it. And the statue just got completed, and it's received a lot of buzz on the internet. And Mikey, I would love to just have you uh, try to describe to the public what the sculpture looks like uh, in its completed form. So... Um, it looks like a little kid and it reminds me a lot of, um, I never watched it really, but they had the family guy offshoot the Cleveland show and he had a little kid who had an Afro (laughs) and it looks a lot like Cleveland's kid in the Cleveland show with the Afro. Um, you know, and it also kind of reminds you of the Rio de Janeiro Jesus that has his arms wide open <laughs> to the heavens. Yeah. So it's a little kid Jesus that looks like the kid from the Cleveland show. Yeah. In, in bronze. In bronze. <laughs> it sort of gives me, um, Chucky vibes. Okay. Remember Chucky? The, the uh, Rugrats are from the horror movies. From the horror movies. Okay, yeah. Because his face is super creepy. He's like got like a big smile on his face. But he does look like a kid. He's got like the creepiest little smile on his face. And I, it's hard to describe the sculpture on a podcast, obviously. But we'll give you guys a little post of this on Instagram. I'm open underscore pod on Instagram. Check us out. And you guys can see what we're talking about. But this is like his body is super disproportional. Yeah, yeah. His head is like the size of his entire rest of his yep, body. Yep. <laughs> I think it's weird that like I guess I don't know if sculpting is like losing its – uh popularity but why do you see all these beautiful sculptures from you know the old days and nowadays we're getting worse and worse at it Uh, it's a great question like back in the day like michelangelo was he a sculptor i mean did he do the david he he did uh pieta which is the who did the david uh i guess that was not i I think that could have been him could have been him either way these sculptures back in the day looked like super precise. Yeah. Like, are we going away from that now? They're like, yeah. let's make this guy look crazy. Yeah, now <laughs> we have like every tool imaginable that I'm sure it's like, you could have like the most precise chisel nowadays, where back in the day it was just like you have a rock and a stick. Yeah. And you get this? Maybe people, it, it looks like with the way his arms are out, like in Jesus style, like you said, Mikey. It looks like it's like a little kid like waiting for dessert or something like that. Yeah, or like waiting a, to get picked up. Waiting to get yeah. picked up by his papa, yeah. by his yeah. padre. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, that sucks. Has he commented on this? So I don't know if he's commented. Well, some people are, are saying he looks like, uh, what, Beavis and Butthead? Who are these guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah Beavis some and Butthead. Some people are saying he looks like Beavis and Butthead. I can kind of see that. The guy who did it said he was sad about all the criticism <laughs> all online. The hate. All the trolls online. But, like, he really looks crazy. Now, here's the thing, though. It's a real, like, honor to have a statue made of yourself. Right. Not many people have statues. Yeah. So that's my question for you, Mikey. Um, when, when you know, your legacy is, like, really fully formed, mm-hmm. would you rather have no statue of yourself? Or would you rather have a statue of yourself that makes you look like a creepy, like, baby version of yourself? Which is better? Oh, I don't. I don't think I could do a statue. Um, I definitely couldn't have one of my when I was alive. Um, so, if I was living still, it would be a hard no on any sculptor who wanted to do it 
I would not allow it. Yeah, what's the what's behind that? What's the thought behind that? It's just to I think like you see yourself every single day, so you know your exact looks and like yeah. the proportions of your face and your body and whatever. Yeah. And so you're gonna notice anything that's wrong immediately. And I feel like unless it's like yeah. abstract, unless it's not supposed to be an exact replica of you, you're gonna hate it. Yeah. But I mean it's a huge honor though to have a statue. You don't think it you just think you're gonna be thinking about it doesn't look just like me because there is like you can have an artistic interpretation. Right. To... I guess I mean I think that it, for me it would have to be have an artistic interpretation. Yeah. Like I don't want just like a five foot eleven tall replica of my body in just stone. Exactly. Yeah. Like molding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would want some sort of interpretation. Like you know, they have a bunch of ones that I'm into, like the Einstein statue in DC yeah, is kind of, yeah. yeah, that one's cool. And I feel like you can have something mm -hmm. that you can really recognize you, but it doesn't make you think like, oh, that guy was trying to get my look and he got it wrong. So yeah. maybe I'd be cool with an artistic statue. Yeah, another really dope statue is the one of... That's uh, such a dick thing to say, like an artistic statue. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, this statue is just <laughs> not an artistic one. <laughs> Because I'm sure all these guys, obviously, if you're a professional sculptor... Yeah, you that's art. That is almost literally, like, <laughs> the start of art with sculpting. Uh, maybe, maybe the first... <laughs> maybe the first artist, too. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, Alex Haley. He has a super dope statue. The guy who wrote Roots in Annapolis of him, like, reading to kids. Yeah, there's like, a lot of good ones of people, like, on benches. You know what I mean? I don't know bench, why, but, like, there's a, mm. there's a good series of statues where it's people sitting on benches that works well, better than them standing. Yeah, so, I mean, maybe we've hit on something. Is, is sculpture the only art form that's, like, taken a step back over the last thousand years? Because yeah. it seems like they basically had it down. Everything else is going <laughs> forward. Sculpture is going way back. Sculpture is, like... Because the, they had the same thing and why is it soccer players like the cristiano ronaldo one he looks crazy yeah yeah why are they doing this like i feel like the sculpting must take an insane amount of time to get it right and there's probably just not enough time for people to do what we used to do like with the michelangelo style sculpting like mm -hmm. no one can commit like a year of their life to just sculpting one statue yeah i mean one question I have, do you think uh, Mo Salah, do you think it's his responsibility to, like, stand up for and defend the artist who sculpted him? Or, like, do you think he could come out and be like, bro, that does not look like me. My ears aren't that big. Like, what are you doing? Oh, man, you got to defend it. <laughs> you got to defend it because it's already there. It's, you got to defend it, man. You got to have a good take. You got to say, you know what? That's my boy. He made a statue of me. And if you don't like it, fuck you. You're a hater. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, he also has a beard in real life. Like, here you can see he has a beard. But you know what so I'm just like, It's kind of a funny statue. Like, it is funny, like, yeah. <laughs> like, I think that you can defend it if you're him being like, so what? It's like a fun statue. It's funny, man. Yeah. It's not like the Cristiano Ronaldo one where it made it look like he had some sort of physical deformity. In it's his like, face, yeah. It's like this one, it's like, oh, this is just like a goof. It's like a caricature of me, you know? Yeah, it's like, it's like imagining him playing like backyard soccer like <laughs> yeah. i'm not saying backyard soccer i'm saying like the computer game backyard soccer. yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah 
uh, that's like what it kind of looks like to me. Yeah, I think he could. He's got to defend the guy. You know, he made a statue of him, and I'm sure he had to sign off on it, being like, "This guy's making a statue yeah. of you." So he probably knew what he was getting into a little bit. Yeah. Now, like, I, I kind of agree with you. Like, maybe I just, if they ever decide to make a statue of me, like, maybe it would just be better if I wasn't around to see it because you might just be second guessing all the yeah, time. Yeah. What would you wear? But in I, your like, statue. What would you wear? Well, what pose would you have? Well, what would you wear in your statue? A t-shirt? What would I jeans? wear? Yeah. I would probably be wearing a t-shirt and some Nikes. Yeah. And, and jeans. I'm a man of the people. I don't want to be... You don't like, want to be in a in, suit? Like, a suit. Yeah. yeah, but who knows? Like, maybe later in life, like, I'll start wearing, like, a fedora, and that'll be, like, my signature look. Oh, yeah. Not going to happen. But, you know, I'm just saying, hypothetically, you never know. Maybe I'll, like, grow a mustache, and that'll be my look. You never know. That could be a what good What part look. of your life people want to capture, remember? You could... I mean, it's very popular in statues to be chiseled in the nude. So you could yeah. have a six-pack put on to you. Yeah. And all these ripped muscles, you know? Maybe I'll do the nude idea, actually. I think, I yeah. feel like that captures me best. Because it would be hard to capture the Nikes, I it think. It would bro. be. Yeah, maybe just nude with Nikes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, the only... <laughs> the, but the reason... Like, uh, the counterpoint is... If you're alive to see your statue made then you can kind of be like this isn't what i wanted this wasn't my vision and you can have a little bit more input mm -hmm. but maybe it just doesn't matter i don't think you know what don't make statues of people that are alive that's a good rule that's just yeah. a good general rule and then we don't have to worry about it <laughs> yeah. well congratulations to both of you guys for being our mask off performers of the week this is actually the first time we've had two mask off performers of the week uh and i mean look shout out it, i mean it, it isn't it's so nice the guy is definitely a good artist. It just looks weird. It doesn't look exactly like the guy who he is trying to portray. That's right. all. Right, yeah. Sign up. Well, Mikey, you have been an incredible guest. Thank you so much for coming into the studio and working that all out with our agent. So you can, I mean, I know you're a busy, busy guy. Look, I'm just happy to be sitting at the same table that those who came before me sat at. I'm oh, talking yeah. about Jesse Chimes. Oh, yeah. Talking about Ariana, mm -hmm. you know. Classic. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything you want to say or share with the I'm Open family before you uh, take off? Um, I'm going to say uh, no. There's nothing I want to share. <laughs> That's great. Well, that makes <laughs> it easy. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Can't wait to have you back on. And you've been an incredible guest. You're the man. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks again for listening to the I'm Open podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, give us a rating, and tell your friends to check out this show. Now you can follow us on Instagram at I'm Open underscore pod for some awesome sports content every single day. Everybody, have a great night, and don't forget to stay open. Thank <laughs> you.